Welcome, friends, to Exodus 40, a devotional for Eden's Chapel. We're so thankful that you could join us a second time. This is my final presentation in the book of Exodus. Just a reminder that uh, this uh, concluding Exodus chapter is the completion of the instructions that Moses was given to build the the, uh, tabernacle and carry out its mission. So I'm going to entitle this devotional tonight, uh, Mission Accomplished. Mission Accomplished. Hopefully you can say that at the end of your life, there was a mission accomplished in your life. Hopefully you can say as a part of the body of a local church, Mission Accomplished. Hopefully in your marriage, you can say Mission Accomplished. Hopefully in the, the raising of your children or the influencing of your grandchildren, mission accomplished. Hopefully in the witness that you have as a follower of Jesus Christ, you could say mission accomplished. So let's pray for that tonight, today, as we study God's word in Exodus 40. So Father, thank you for these dear friends. As we look into God's word tonight, we pray that you will open our hearts, our minds, and our souls As we come to the last chapter of the book of Exodus, as the children of Israel are thrust out of Egypt into the wilderness in order to worship their God in a land that's strange, on their way to the promised land, they were obedient. Moses was the pastor that led them well. And we pray that tonight we would be aware that we are being led well by our pastors. We're being led well by our elders and deacons and the leaders of our church and our prayer, Father, is that we would be the witnesses living well in the world that we live in. So bless us as we study Exodus 40. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you, friends. I'm going to do a little review. This just a, a, a couple of points. If you get a piece of paper out, if you get your, your pen ready, you can take a couple of notes for you. And uh, these notes are just a review of the entire book of Exodus. So you you need to remember that chapters 28 through 39 were the instructions that God gave to Moses to prepare the people for their worship of Jehovah God. Now, there are four purposes. This is simple. Write down a couple statements. Four purposes for the book of Exodus. One, it's a record of Israel's birth as a nation. They're going to be born into nationhood as they are thrown out of Egypt and become the chosen people of God. Number two, we see that God divinely, supernaturally protects them, directs them, and provides for them. And God is still in the protection, direction, and provision business today. Number three, third purpose for the book of Exodus, the major theme is redemption. Put down that big word, redemption. Someone purchases my freedom. So Israel is exited out of Egypt after the death of the firstborn. And we are exited out of our sin after the death of Jesus Christ. So we give praise to the Lord Jesus for his finished work on the cross. And then fourth theme, purpose for the book, then God prepares his people for their mission to be his chosen people or to be the representatives of God on the earth to the rest of humanity, which is what our assignment is today as followers of Jesus Christ. So remember, I'm going to ask you to make a little outline. Here we go. We're going to put this into two major sections. Exodus 40 is entitled Mission Accomplished. So making a note, number one, chapter 40, verses 1 through 16 Moses was given the instructions for the placement and the function of the various parts of the tabernacle. 
So the, the text tells us that in verse number one of Exodus chapter 40, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, on the first day of the first month, you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. So he is obedient to do that. And verse two says, the first day of the month, the tabernacle was set up. Amen. Best thing I can tell you to do as followers of Christ, obey the Lord all the time. Here's a rule that I teach our people at Bethel. Number one, we don't pray about commands, we obey them. We claim promises. You don't pray about commands, you obey them. We claim promises. Verses three through eight, chapter 40, verses three through eight, shows us the orderliness that we need to have in worship. The orderliness. In other words, God has a prescription for these people to follow if they're going to worship him in the tabernacle because our God is a God of order. He ordered creation. He orders our lives. He ordered his word. And in this case, he's going to order the tabernacle to be the place of worship. And if you know anything about the way that Israel set up their camp, the very center of the camp, the very first thing set up when they landed in the wilderness at a particular campsite, which was going to be their temporary community for a few days or a few weeks or a few months, okay, because they were wandering for 40 years. The very center and the first thing set up was the tabernacle. And then there were three tribes set to the north, three to the south, three to the east, three to the west. And the center of our lives should be our worship and should be our service to Christ. Verses 9 through 12 of chapter 40 talk about the elements or the, um, the furniture pieces, the furnishings of the temple are all anointed with oil. They're anointed with oil to symbolize the presence of God. And then verses 13 through 17, 13, actually 13 through 16, excuse me, uh, chapter 40, verses 13 through 16, is the priestly garments are now placed on the high priest and they are anointed. So we have all of the instructions. Everything is put into place in the tabernacle. The order is given and the priest is clothed and all of his garments are anointed. And God has asked Moses to do this for his glory. Now that's the first 16 verses. Now, the best part of the chapter is the second half of the chapter and it's chapter 40, verses 17 through 33. And this is when the instructions are now carried out. So I want to do a couple things here for you. I want you to know that in verses, you ready? This is so awesome. Take a pen out, get a kind of a little ruler or go get a, a yellow highlighter or some color that you can take and now begin to make some notes in these chapters. Underline the phrase that is in verses 19, 21, 23, 25, 27, 29, and 32, where it says multiple times, Moses did exactly as the Lord commanded. I'm going to repeat that. Every one of those verses in chapter 40, 19, 21, 23, 25, 27, 29, and 32 says, Moses did as the Lord commanded, exactly as the Lord commanded. Here, friends, look, let me tell you, the best way to live your Christian life is do exactly what the Lord commands you to do. Don't argue with them. Don't bargain with them. Don't negotiate with them. Do exactly as the Lord has told you to do. Moses did that according to the word of the Lord. 
And brothers and sisters, we have a very, very good instruction book. And we need to do exactly as the Lord commanded. In my raising of children and watching my parents raise me, and for the glory of God, the raising of our own grandchildren, we want to tell you this. Every single time we don't follow instructions, putting Christmas gifts together or birthday gifts together, there's always leftover pieces. There's always stuff put out of order. We always make a mistake. Do exactly as the Lord commands. Then jump down to verse number 33. Verse number 33 is a great promise from God. It says, Moses finished the work. Hopefully you'll agree with me. There is something about finishing well, completing your assignment, obeying your father in heaven, following through on his commands, doing what he said, and then finishing the work. And Lord willing, our prayer is that one day you will finish the work that has been given to you as a follower of Christ. And when you are invited to the presence of the Lord and you stand before your Savior and his open arms are looking at you and grabbing you and his face is smiling at you and he says to you, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So Moses, the Bible says, finished the work. Are you finishing your work? Are you completing your assignments? Are you following through on your promises? Are you praying yourself into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, finish what God has asked you to do. There's something about finishing well. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on the finish line. Jump down in your Bibles to Exodus 40, verses 34 and 35, and we have a wonderful repeated statement twice. Two verses, two statements mentioned twice, right? The glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The Bible says the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. There is something to be said about the presence of God. This is what they were attracted to. They weren't attracted to the the beauty of the tent They weren't attracted to the gold uh, service wear that was made. They weren't attracted to the opportunity to, quote, go to church. They were attracted to the presence of God. They wanted to be in his presence. And when they were in his presence, that was transformational. And brothers and sisters, listen, the glory of God filled your life the day you asked Jesus to come into your heart and you surrendered yourself to his lordship and he saved your soul, forgave your sin and the spirit of God moved into your heart. The Bible says that you were filled with the presence of God. And the reason we are changing today, the reason we are growing as men and women and We are growing as followers and we're growing as servants and we're growing as obedient followers is because God's presence is transformational. Now, the children of Israel, verses 36 and 37, took their marching orders from the cloud of the presence of God. And here's what it says there. If the cloud moved during the day, the children of Israel broke camp broke down their tents, packed up their belongings, got their donkeys out and their mules and their cattle, and they began to move in the direction of the spirit of the cloud of God. 
If that fire by night moved, they followed the, the fire. I want you to know something. If the cloud moves, if the spirit moves, they were led by the spirit of God. I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to make a little jump ahead and get to uh, Galatians chapter 5. This is in the New Testament, of course, just before Ephesians. And in Galatians chapter 5, there are four instructions given to us in uh, Paul's Galatian writing. His, his, um, this is a letter written to the churches of the region of Galatia. And in, in chapter 5, there are numbers of mentioning, actually four total, that tell us about a careful walk with the Spirit of God. In fact, in verse 16 and in verse 25, we are admonished to walk in the Spirit. Let me ask you a question. Are you walking in the Spirit? I want you to look down at verse number 18, because this follows what was given to the to children of Israel in Exodus chapter 40, verses 36 and 37. And it says here that they were led by the Spirit of God. Are you letting the Spirit of God lead you? In verse 22 of the same text, he, he reminds us there is fruit. It doesn't say fruits, by the way. Please underline this. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. And it comes in various kinds. It comes in love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And against such, there is no law, but the fruit of the Spirit. And then lastly, in verse 25, which we already mentioned, that saying it walks in the Spirit. But notice what it says first. It says, if we live in the Spirit, if we live in the cloud of the Spirit, if we let the Holy Spirit uh, encircle our lives, give us direction and provide us movement, we will find that amazing things happen in our lives. Okay, let's close this, this devotional down and going back to Exodus chapter number 40. And the last verse is the best verse, says this, For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day. The fire was over it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Wow. Let me end this with two practical thoughts, asking you to write these last things down. The cloud by day, the fire by night. We know that's what the children of Israel followed in order for them to make it through the wilderness. Now, friends, we're living in a wilderness. This world is not our final home. We are pilgrims. We are, we are finding that God is our supply. We are finding that when he leads, we will follow. We are finding when he tells us to stop, we'll stop. And when he feeds us, we will swallow, okay? But there are two final thoughts here. The cloud by day, the fire by night. They were This fire... And the house of Israel and all that they were doing, they were constantly watching where God was leading. So the fire by, day, by night, the cloud by day was visible to all the house of Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, are you watching for the movement of the Spirit of God in your own heart, in your church, in your family? Are you watching and calling and praying for the Spirit of God to move in your nation? Secondly, throughout all of their journey, Throughout all of their journey, they were following the leadership of the cloud and the fire. Throughout all their journey. Here's, here's the final verse. You remember Psalm 23? Psalm 23 is a great psalm, but we, we tend to get it so memorized and so common that we just say it flippantly. Here's, here's the final words of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life.
Please underline that phrase in Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I just want you to focus on the, the theme of Psalm 23, to follow all the days of your life. Thank you, friends, for joining me in a devotional in Psalm 40. Have a wonderful day and night. God bless you. Let me pl- close in prayer. Father, bless our dear friends. As we have studied your word, we give it to you and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.